Hello, everybody. It's Sunday, October 15th, and life is good. It really is, because there's so much good sports. I mean, it's a Sunday, so football's on, but there's so much more going on. Obviously, playoff baseball has started since we last talked. In addition to that, though, there's so much going on. Basketball's about to come back. Uh, We got the National Hockey League already up and running. The Japanese Baseball League is in the playoffs, and last night... I actually watched a little bit of the matchup between the Hawks and the Marines while I fell asleep at about 2 a.m. Yeah, I mean, it's really a great time for sports. The only thing that, you know, could maybe be fixed would be we need Shohei in the playoffs. But uh, other than that, yeah, everything's pretty cool right now. And it's good to be back. We skipped the episode last week. I was celebrating my mom's birthday over that weekend out of town, and to be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff in the Shohei universe, so I figured, you know what, why not just do a real good episode the next week, so I hope everything's going well for you, though. We've got some, you know, new developments in baseball and Shohei, and of course, we're going to dig a little deeper into the personal life of Shohei, maybe look into um, some things that you may not know about the man outside of baseball. So let's just start with a little summary of what we are learning, or maybe what we already knew but is being confirmed, from these 2023 playoffs. Because there's been a lot happening, and there's even some controversy as far as the format, and teams are mad about the wait times for the for the number one and two seeds who get the bye, and they're not playing well once they finally get to play some baseball in those series. So let's just start with... What we're learning, and what we're learning is that the AL West is a division to be reckoned with. So we already knew that the Astros are a really strong baseball team. Love them or hate them, and most people hate them, they're just good. They are mechanical, they're consistent, they're clutch, and... They're doing what we've always seen them do in the playoffs, right? They're winning ball games. They're making it far. They're in the ALCS, and it's against the Rangers, right? So you look at the American League West. You had a literal tie at the top of the division. You had the Astros at 90 and 72. You had the Rangers at 90 and 72. Very good records. Only two teams were better in the American League. That was the Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays. Anyway, so you look at those records, very good. You had the Mariners only two games back from the Rangers, 88 and 74. So it was a tough division to Shohei and the Angels' credit. But even more so than in the regular season, you're seeing how clutch these teams are by their performances in the playoffs, right? So we could start with the Rangers, and the Rangers have had a very good October. Um, they swept the Tampa Bay Rays in straight games in that best of three series to open up the playoffs. So the Rays, they were not dialed in. You know, I don't know why, but you look at that series, they scored one run in two games. They lost 4-0, they lost 7-1, to and like I said... The Rays were the second best team in the American League. They had 99 wins, and they got schooled by the Texas Rangers 
in the first round. So that was impressive. And then almost like not even a reward, almost like a punishment. You beat this really great team. Do you get, you know, some relief? Do you get an easier team in the next round? No. They're throwing the Baltimore Orioles, who were the best team in the American League. 101 wins, which actually is the second best record in Major League Baseball behind the Braves, who had 104 wins. So the Rangers get the Orioles in the second round, and it wasn't even close. I mean, they swept them three straight games in a five-game series, 3-2, to 11-8, 7-1. I mean, the Orioles just weren't dialed in. And, you know, it's, it's too bad for them because they're a team that, like, burst onto the scene in the last couple of years and really have been showing that they're contenders and that they're a strong team. Couldn't get it done in the division series. But that just shows that these Rangers are clutch. And then we were saying the same thing about the Astros, right? Astros make it into the postseason. They don't have to play in the wild card game. They face the Twins, and they win in four games. All right, win the first game, six to four. Lose the second game, two to six, and then they win nine to one and three to two to close out the series. And that Twins team is a team that has some of the best pitching in Major League Baseball. I was watching the games the other day, and I remember going. You know, this this Twins team is not a team that's known for scoring a whole lot of runs, but their pitching is just so good. Um, you know, I looked at ERA and runs allowed, and they were in the top five in both categories. So, you know, they're a team that can shut a team out, that can only allow maybe one run, two runs, and then they put up three or four runs, and boom, that's a win. That's a good win. So that's kind of the ball game that they play and. They could not implement it against the Astros, who those bats just never turn off. They are always clutch. They're always consistent. So, And now you have the Astros and the Rangers facing each other in the ALCS for the, for the conference to be which team will go to the World Series, right? So that is going to be such a good series. Love or hate the Astros. Love or hate the Rangers. I am very much excited for this series, probably more so than I am about the National League where you have the Diamondbacks going against the Phillies. And I want to stress that that is a very cool series too. But I think I'm more excited for Astros Rangers. But let's not get off of task, everybody. We're talking about Shohei. And really what this goes to show is that the American League... West is a really tough division, and that's where the Angels play most of their games during this season, right? Sure, you know, they've been sort of opening up the league a little more. That way, all teams sort of play a more, a bigger variety of games against, you know, more NL games, more games against AL opponents who are maybe outside of your division. But at the end of the day, the bulk of the series that you play are against those teams that are in your division. And when you're playing more games against the Astros, more games against the Rangers, more games against the Mariners, no offense, Oakland, we love you, you're going to have a rough season. You know, I mean, you look at other 
divisions in baseball. Uh, the American League Central actually had a lot of teams hovering around 500, but you know they're not on the same level as the American League West and the American League East. That is also a very tough division. Um, but so give the Angels some credit is where I'm going with this. Give Shohei some credit. Um, we're giving Shohei credit because he killed it against some of the toughest teams in baseball. Day in, day out, all season long. You really have to take your hat off to Shohei because at the highest level of baseball in the world and against some of the toughest teams, he's your American League MVP in a league that had the Orioles, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Twins, the Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners. He's the best player in the league, and it's not really close. Not close at all, really. So... That just goes to show how great Shohei is, how good of a competitor he is, how well he understands baseball, how much he's a student of the game. I could go on and on. We're here to sing his praises. We're not here to to bow down to the guy, right? But give the man some credit for putting up the season that he did, especially with all the injuries that he fought. And then we talk about the Angels, right? The Angels choked a lot of games. They underperformed in a lot of games. They shot themselves in the foot every time they had some momentum going, and it just didn't lead to a winning record, much less the playoffs. Give them a little bit of credit for being in such a tough division, but there's still obviously a lot of things wrong with this team, a lot of things that needed to get improved or fixed that did not get fixed. And I think where I'm going with this is that you can maybe get away with it and squeak into the playoffs in another division or in another league in a different division. I'm not going to point fingers because it's not easy in any division, but some are definitely harder than others. And I think teams like the Astros, teams like the Rangers, those are teams that make you pay more often for your mistakes. And those are the teams that embarrass you and cause you to choke in late innings in games that you maybe thought you had locked down. And how many times did we see that happen from the Angels? You know, they've got a four-run lead even going to the eighth, going to the ninth. The bullpen just hangs a few breaking balls a couple home runs later. Now you're down two runs going into the ninth when you thought you were cruising to an easy victory just an inning earlier, right? These are the types of teams that capitalize on those mistakes and really make you pay for it. So give them a little bit of a break, the Angels, but at the end of the day, they do have to be better. They can be better. And Art Moreno and company need to take that team and steer it in the right direction, probably without the help of Shohei Otani, right? We even heard Mike Trout trade rumors, although it seems like maybe those have cooled down. The team needs to rebuild. Uh, you know, you look at a team like the Dodgers even who are so good and yet they failed to perform in the playoffs. Like that's the kind of team that needs Shohei. It's the team that's like already there. They just are missing one piece. It's not the team that is not there yet and needs a godlike performance from a man in order to even have a winning record, right? Because that's not fair of Shohei. That's not fair of any player in baseball. You know, you can't just expect Aaron Judge to have 2022-like seasons every single year. 
Heck, even if he did that this year, you know, Yankees maybe make the playoffs. I don't know if they win. You know, if Shohei had those numbers this year, I don't think the Angels make the playoffs. So at the end of the day, it's 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 a team sport, obviously, and, and we've discussed that before, but Shohei needs to be the final piece, you know, and, and maybe the, the foundation is sort of what he is in Anaheim, but if he's the foundation, then you have to have good pieces around him, and there just isn't. So look at it however way you want. I think that's sort of one of the narratives to look at now that we've seen a few weeks of playoff baseball, seeing really what caliber uh, these Astros and Rangers are from, you know, as well as the other teams in the AL West, right? So just saying, a little food for thought there. The other story to me that's really coming out this playoffs is that the format that we are using this year is maybe not conducive to winning for the top seeds. And so as you may recall over the last decade or so, typically we've had a one game playoff um, for the wild card, uh, second wild card team just to make it into the playoffs. And then whoever won that one game, it was, it was win or go home. If you won, you made it to the uh, division series, right? And if you lost, you were going home. Right, doesn't matter if you did better than that second team in the matchup, you were going home. And as a result, you got into the division series much quicker. Uh, but now we have this three game series before the division series. And as a result, you've got teams like the Dodgers and the Braves and, and the Orioles who they had to sit for a little while and, and watch these series happen before they got into the action. And as a result, maybe they were stiff, uncomfortable, out of the flow, but they lost and, and it wasn't really close. The Dodgers really couldn't do anything. You know, I love Mookie Betts. I love Freddie Freeman combined. I think they had maybe one hit the whole series. Like it was bad. And you look at the course of the season, they're one of the best teams in baseball every year. They're pretty much always winning the division. They're always having a hundred wins. So how is it that they struggled in the playoffs? Well, you're used to playing games like six days in a row, sometimes longer, right? But usually you only get one day off between series. It's a travel day and then you're right back into it, hitting batting practice and playing a game the next day. You finish the season, you get a bye week for that first series to determine the matchups for the the division series, right? And then you come back into the mix. You're just no longer loose. You're no longer sort of in the zone. And then it lets these underdog kind of teams like oh, the Diamondbacks, for example, they're now playing their best baseball because they've never stopped. They're still in their peak season form. They haven't had time to rest and forget, you know, their perfect swings and and everything. And as a result, they blow these teams out of the water. So we lose the Dodgers. We lose the Orioles. We lose the Braves. And the Braves, right? That's That one really stinks. Dodgers, too. And, and the Orioles, you know, they're a very young team with a lot to look up to. Lots of bright spots in their future, right? But for teams like the Dodgers where, you know, they're not getting any younger. Kershaw, Mookie Betts, uh, Freddie Freeman, 
all all getting up there in age. You hate to see him leave so early in the playoffs. And let's tie this back into Shohei because right now I'm just talking baseball. We're talking about two teams who have been in the running for Shohei. The Dodgers have always been the front runner for Shohei. They continue to be. This is a team that Shohei's potentially going to join. And I don't know how we feel about this. If we're a Shohei Otani himself, or if we're a Shohei fan, we're looking at a team that's unfortunately starting to get a reputation for early departures from the playoffs. I hate to see it. That being said, I think Shohei would be a huge addition to this team. I would enjoy seeing him in Dodger blue. If you're Shohei, do you see that and and get a little worried? Do you go, is this really the team I want to join? The team that got swept by the Diamondbacks in, in the division series? Maybe. But at the same time, does that make the Dodgers that much more motivated to get Shohei? I mean, you look at Clayton Kershaw. He was rusty coming off of an injury. He didn't have maybe the amount of practice games and and sort of return to workload that he needed uh, before getting thrust into the spotlight for that big first game and then just absolutely blowing it, right? Because... You know, he's not back into the mix. He's, he's overthrowing, trying to make up for, well, the stuff that he didn't have. And as a result, they're already out of game one by the end of the first inning, right? So Clayton Kershaw not getting any younger. Shohei Otani, primed and ready to be a pitcher in 2025. Probably a good time to add some new talent because Kershaw is getting up there in age, right? You got Otani as another at-bat in the lineup that's super, super reliable, super strong, super powerful. I mean, why not throw him into that mix? Anyway, so that's the playoff picture right now. You've got the Texas teams battling it out in the AL Conference Series and the Phillies and the Diamondbacks in the National League. So... Two really great matchups. I don't really want to make predictions, but if I had to, I, you got to think Houston is just that team that gets it done. So Houston and the Phillies are just such a passionate team. They're good. Now, a Cinderella story from the Diamondbacks would be pretty cool. And don't count them out in any way, shape, or form. It is a toss-up at the end of the day. But... If I had the pick, I'd go Phillies. Anyway, other stories in the Shohei narrative. Uh, one thing I just wanted to throw out there is that a lot of people are asking me about Shohei and his likelihood to be the American League MVP. He's got it locked down. All right. There's no question about that. But you got to be patient, everybody. They're not going to give the award out until after the conclusion of the World Series. So, probably early November is when we're looking at Shohei being awarded the MVP. Um, Yes, there are other people in the running, but it's not really that close. So early November, probably going to be a good time for us to celebrate that achievement for the great one. All right. So in other Shohei news, first of all, 
There is so much buzz around Shohei Otani. For a player who's not even in the playoffs or actively playing games, there is a lot of chatter. There's a lot of different topics of conversation, a lot of rumors, and I mean, that all bodes well for Shohei. I mean, you know, being talked about means you're a hot commodity. It means that the people are interested. They care. They want to know where is he going? What might he be doing? So it's very cool to see so many articles out there. Um, we're going to start with fan-sided. Um, the article, Shohei Otani rumors, could he return to the Los Angeles Angels? Um, they quote Bob Nightingale of the USA Today column saying that Art Moreno is cautiously optimistic that the 29-year-old superstar could stay in Anaheim. And while there could be some truth to the rumor, right? I mean, Art Moreno, he's the owner of the Angels. Obviously, he probably knows more than me. But I also feel like this could just be him, you know, throwing something to the fans to maybe keep them calm and keep them from jumping ship. (laughs) I mean... You know, there's a lot of fans who are fans of Shohei who own Angels gear, not because they are lifelong Angels fans, but because Shohei is their favorite player and Shohei has been an Angel for five years. I wonder if this is Moreno's way of just kind of, as the captain of the sinking ship, trying to instill some hope and some tranquility amongst a fan base and also, you know, team of players who are probably not thrilled at the idea of Shohei leaving, you know? So I don't know. I'd say take this one with a grain of salt. All right. Here's another cool article. Yankees hall of famer, Derek Jeter on the greatness of Shohei Otani. All right. So this one is from flipping bats with Ben Verlander. Ben Verlander, of course, is the brother of the great Justin Verlander, pitcher who had some great success with the Detroit Tigers and now some extended success with the Houston Astros. And Jeter's take is not exactly groundbreaking and new, but it is cool to hear it from the mouth of such a respected player as Derek Jeter. Uh, Derek Jeter basically says, in his words, he's a unicorn, first of all, which is incredible. And it is so hard just to be good at one of those two things. It's so hard to be a consistent and clutch batter. It's so hard to be a good pitcher in Major League Baseball. And to see somebody doing both, Jeter says it's hard to relate Which, I mean, it makes sense, right? You know, being one of the best in baseball at shortstop, like Jeter did for a while, that's a huge role, right? If you're a great shortstop, you know, you're a good fielder and a good batter, you're going to make some good money. And the reason you make good money is because it's hard. It's hard to hit major league pitches. It's hard to throw people out. I know they make it look easy, but... That's the reality of it. It's difficult. And that's why you get paid good money because the competition is so, so tough. And you have to be the best. And if you're the best, you get paid big money. 
we're talking about doing that. And you know what? You're going to be one of the starting five pitchers. In fact, the best in the rotation. That's another job that in of its own pays big money and has really big expectations. So for Shohei to do both, Jeter thought that it was incredible. It's something that he really just can't wrap his brain around. It's so so amazing. And lastly, Jeter said, well, he was asked by Ben Verlander if Jeter thinks it's sustainable to be a two-way player the way that Shohei does. And Jeter kind of says, well, I mean, look at him, right? His body's not holding up. Um, but he does say that as a fan, he wants to see it continue the way it is. He wants to see Shohei as a two-way player. He wants to see him involved. And that as a fan, it's just so cool. So there you go. Some pretty cool praise coming from the great Derek Jeter. Talk about someone who really has his name in the history books as far as the Yankees and winning some big championships back in the day. So cool stuff to read there. Our next story, maybe the one I'm most excited about. Seriously, this is a really cool thing they're doing. Shohei Otani has a documentary coming out on Disney Plus called Beyond the Dream. It's going to be a documentary around his life. So we can see a little deeper look maybe into how Shohei got where he is. Maybe some closer looks into his personal life and his childhood. I think that's going to be really cool. I think a lot of us don't necessarily know much about Shohei's personal life. And, well, if he really opens up to the producers at Disney and gives them, you know, the information they're looking for, the stories they're trying to find, I think it really could turn out to be a really fun documentary. So that is scheduled to come out on November 17th. So if all goes well, you know, November will come around. Shohei will be the AL MVP and we'll have a documentary to watch about his life. So that's real exciting. Again, Beyond the Dream, the Shohei Otani documentary, November 17th on Disney+. Plus. Very cool stuff there. Um, and there is a quote from Shohei about the documentary. He says, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share my journey in this documentary Hearing the stories shared by my childhood heroes has been truly inspiring. I hope this documentary stands as a testament to the importance of resilience, passion, and self-belief in the pursuit of excellence. Pretty cool stuff. And Shohei is a passionate guy. He is super serious about baseball, but he's also super silly, super fun. You just see it on the bench. He's having a good time out there. So overall, such a fun guy to watch, and this should be a hit. If it's you know up to the standard of the production quality of other Disney Plus ventures, it's sure to be a lot of fun. All right, guys, other articles. The Mets are allegedly looking for a new DH. Most of the DH starts this season went to Daniel Vogelbach. As you know, Daniel's sort of a larger guy. He does have a few starts at first base, but for the most part, he was eating up the starts at the DH position. Shohei Otani would be the ideal replacement, is what the Mets articles are saying. And of course, yeah, everybody wants him, but can you get him? 
That's the big question. I will say that, and no disrespect to Mr. Vogelbach, but Shohei would be a huge improvement for the Mets. Um, Vogelbach had 13 homers. Shohei had almost four times that. And if you look at wins above replacement, the measure of a player's value in comparison to an average player in the league, Daniel Vogelbach's win above replacement was 0.1 for the 2023 season. Shohei's was 9.0 as a two-way player, meaning that Shohei is 90 times better than Daniel Vogelbach. Now, that's just brutal to put it in that way, but that's the that's the numbers talking, guys. I have no problem with Daniel. I think he's a great guy. And I enjoy that commercial with Daniel and uh coach Oh gosh, what's the manager? Uh Walter Show Show Buck Show Walter. <laughs> anyway, I'll keep that edit in there just because I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Not every take I do is flawless. All right. The next article on our list, Seattle Mariners fans shoot their shot with Shohei Otani during the college game day broadcast. So to provide some context to our fans who maybe aren't located in the United States, college football, American football, is very popular here in the U.S. Um, some watch it even more than professional football. But every Saturday during the college football season, there's typically a broadcast of something called College Game Day. You've got a couple analysts set up in the middle of a college campus. They're doing all sorts of fun events. I mean, just recently there was one where I believe a fan of Washington University was talking smack about kickers and then was dared to kick a field goal for $60,000. He missed. And uh, one of the kickers <laughs> had a good laugh with him after that. But uh, So, Oregon was entering the game at number 8 against number 7, Washington. And you could see signs in the crowd. This is great. Shohei, come to Seattle. Otani, come to Seattle. So that just goes to show as big of a player that Shohei is, even on college football Saturdays, people are bringing signs saying, come on, Shohei, come to Seattle. And Seattle's a team that could land Shohei. It's definitely a team that we talked about being a potential landing spot for Shohei as a free agent. The one sad thing is that we'll never know if this sign was the factor that got him to go to Seattle, right? If by some crazy offseason shenanigans, Shohei ends up signing with Seattle. I don't think he's going to tell us, well, I was going to go to the Yankees, but I saw that sign on college game day and uh, I decided Seattle was the town for me. No, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that's going to be the deciding factor, but it is cute, and it does say something about how much society is hot on Shohei. All right, next on our list, former Major League Baseball general manager Dan O'Dowd believes that the Dodgers are perfectly set up 
to land Shohei Otani. Dan O'Dowd was the Colorado Rockies general manager um, from the late 90s all the way until 2014. He did get them to a uh, World Series in 2007, but they were sadly swept by the Boston Red Sox in that series. And this was Dan's quote. From the payroll standpoint, they have young starters, and they need to add to that. They need to add an impact starter. But now to go out and add a guy like Otani, it's just they got it set up elsewhere in the lineup to put him in the middle of it and take that next step of where they can go. So a little confusing of a quote, but basically he's saying they've got young talent. They've got a lineup that could be built around him. And I think he's also kind of hinting, or maybe this is just me thinking out loud, but the Dodgers need a change, right? They've struggled in postseasons. They won the 2020 World Series, but it was a shortened season, and people give them a lot of flack about that. Dodger Nation, I support 2020 to be a real World Series victory. (laughs) But in all honesty, it feels just like they've got to shed this identity of being a early departure team. And what better way to sort of step out of that shadow and step into sunny days than to add Shohei Otani because Shohei's not only the kind of guy that having in the lineup makes you feel more confident, right? We got Shohei. Even if I'm not my best, Shohei's going to be hitting a home run and helping us get up ahead of the other team, right? But also Shohei's personality to me is something that, you know, you see like Mookie Betts has that personality too. The kind of always having fun, laughing, smiling, I think you put Shohei on that lineup, people loosen up a little more and people probably produce better just from having his goofy, always fun, always positive, yet super passionate and serious about baseball personality on that team. So you add the best player in baseball, but you also add a strong, loose personality, a fun personality to help people play their best baseball. I think you're really setting yourself up for great success. All right, our next article, the Hudson Reporter says the Yankees eye superstar Shohei Otani in an off-season game changer. All right, so the real thought process here is that you know, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, the Mariners, the Cubs, the Rangers, the Mets, we can go on and on. They all want Shohei, but the Yankees are the most alluring franchise and it will prove too irresistible for Shohei Otani. So that's the take and they explain it further. Of course, number one, they say that the Yankees dilemma has been that talent meets inconsistency. They have the players, they have the talent, but inconsistency whether it's from injuries or just going cold at the wrong times has resulted in, you know, this record that wasn't what they hoped for has resulted in them not making the playoffs and and other disappointments. Right. So it seems like the idea is that Shohei is the glue 
or that final piece that's missing from the puzzle. You add Shohei, they say you get 44 homers, 8 triples, 26 doubles, 86 walks, 95 RBIs. That Yankees offense is already bolstered just by adding that. And yeah, you could see that easily taking them and putting them into a winning record with you know playoff hopes. Definitely. And Shohei would definitely excel, I think, as a Japanese sensation in New York, a big market team with all sorts of cultures mixed in. Shohei is a once-in-a-generation player who provides exactly what the Yankees are needing, a blockbuster move to catapult them back into contention. So a lot of big claims here, but... uh, At the end of the day, this is just local journalism to me. This is just wishful thinking. This is, it would be cool. I think they could do it. I think it would be a good match. And I don't disagree with the Hudson reporter here with this article. However, show me the number. Show me me payroll. Show me stats of where you think he's going to fit in with the team, explanations of why, or even rumors of what Shoei's talking about and that sort of thing. But, hey, Yankees are definitely a contender, and I think it would be a good fit regardless. All right, guys, last article here from SB Nation. And it's kind of a funny, a funny take here. We talked about the Otani come to Seattle sign at college game day. Julio Rodriguez was in attendance at the same game. And then (laughs) Yuki Matsui is exercising his international free agent rights and could be on his way to Major League Baseball next season. We've talked a little bit about Matsui. If he comes to Seattle, which the article is hopeful that he does, put another great Japanese player in Shohei Otani on the same roster, and it's a wrap. Now, that is fan fiction, my friends, but just shows you the kind of cultural grasp Shohei Otani has on these people. The people want him. The people want to see him. They want him on their team. So it's really great to see, you know. We're, we're approaching a very hot off season where people are just talking about one man, Shohei Otani. So sit tight, enjoy some playoff baseball this week, and uh, we'll be back in with you next week with another episode of Otani Talk. Follow us on Instagram at Otani Talk, and we will see you next Monday. Have a great week, everybody.